I need answers. I run after Quinn as she heads out of the classroom. Quinn, wait! She still looks perplexed about what just happened. But to her credit, she doesn't really seem embarrassed. Just intrigued. Some kids from class walk by, point at her and snicker. She just flips them the bird, unfazed, and turns back to me. What's up, girl? What did you mean this morning when you said my locker is cursed? She puts a hand on her hip. Didn't you read my article yet? I don't have the heart to tell her no one ever reads the school paper. I don't even know where to get one. Um, not yet. She rolls her eyes, then pulls a newspaper out of her bag. I grab it from her and read the headline. Quinn's Corner, August 19th, 1996. Death at Northside High. The tragic tale of Eleanor Buckley. My eyes go wide. Who's Eleanor Buckley? Quinn leans in conspiratorially. 20 years ago, there was an incident. What kind of incident? A girl named Eleanor was bullied. Some girls shoved her into a locker and shut her inside. We walk up to my locker just then, and Quinn gives me a meaningful look. My locker? Quinn nods. Yep. It was the last day of school before summer and everyone had already gone home, so no one was around to let her out. The janitor found her body on the first day of school the next year. My jaw drops. She'd starved to death. I cover my mouth in horror. Her eyes were open all wide, and her mouth was twisted in pain, like she'd been calling out for help. Oh, my God, that's... Gruesome as hell. I nod. Girl, you don't even know. Quinn opens my locker. Can you imagine being locked in here all alone until death? I shake my head slowly, still processing what I've just learned. She jiggles the latch. That's why they put in the safety latches. I close the locker door. Quinn's eyes gleam. But the story doesn't stop there. It gets weirder. Weirder how? Right when the bell rang on that first day, when everyone was gathered around this locker, looking at Eleanor's dead body, the girls who had shoved her into the locker confessed all at once, all at the same time. Chills go up my spine. They just spontaneously confessed their secret? Quinn nods. My mind spins. Quinn points to the picture in her article. That's Eleanor. The janitor took that picture when her body fell out of the locker. I look closely at the picture, and my face goes white. A girl about my age is lying there in front of my locker. Her body splayed on the ground, her mouth twisted with pain, and gripped tightly in her hand is the silver pen. After school that day, I wait until the halls are empty. I stuff myself back into my locker, then shut the door. The glowing letters immediately appear, and they nearly take my breath away. Gathering myself, I skim through Quinn's article again, searching for the names of Eleanor's tormentors. Mary Addleton, Brandy Cross, and Heather White. 
I search all along the locker walls. I read every name, but can't find them. Then I look right in front of my eyes. There, on the back of the locker door, I see their initials, written in red. M-A-B-C-H-W. And etched beneath the initials are the following words. When next your guilty eyes do lock with mine, and loudly rings a bell throughout the halls, your secrets dark and dirty, deep entwined, will seize your lips and be revealed to all. With heart enclosed, a heart's desires tells. A double-crosser crossed eliminates. Liars, cheats, and tormentors pray tell, lest this magic locker's walls secure your fate. And it's written in blood. Later, I walk home, digesting everything. It seems impossible, insane, but there's no other explanation for what happened to Jay, Miss Akins, and Quinn. I go over the events again in my mind. I wrote their initials on the locker wall, and when the bell rang and their eyes locked with mine, they each blurted out a secret. Liars, cheats, and tormentors pray tell, lest this magic locker's walls secure your fate. When Eleanor died, did she somehow imbue the locker with magical powers? A curse, like Quinn said? Is that cold wind that sweeps over me right before someone blurts out a secret? Eleanor Buckley's ghost? I shiver as I walk up the steps to my house. I'm so distracted. I nearly miss Jay arriving at the same time next door. I'd normally just walk inside. But after what he said today, I stop. He does too, and we lock eyes. When I see him making his way over to me, I grip the banister. His dark brown hair is messy, as if he's been running his hands through it all day. And that lopsided smile of his is nowhere to be seen. I hold my breath as he stops a few feet away. Hey. Hey. I swallow thickly. He clears his throat. <clears throat> Look, I wanted to apologize for this morning. I don't know why I said what I said. He pauses as if still trying to figure it out. But I don't need to wonder because I already know it was the magic locker. And even though the truth was forced out of him, I find I don't care. I'm still desperate for his words. But he sighs and looks down. You know what? Never mind. Just, I'm sorry, okay? Knowing that he still thinks about me, I find a small kernel of courage that I didn't have this morning and slowly let go of my grip on the banister. I walk down until I'm standing right in front of him because I want to hear him say it again, this time of his own accord. Was it true? 
what you said? He goes still at my question. And when he finally replies, his voice is nothing more than a rasp. Yes, Reina. It's true. My heart flutters. He admitted it. I can't believe it. I look him in the eyes, my breathing heavy. I think about that night too, Jay. It was my first time. His gaze softens. It was mine too, Rena. You know that. That night was special. I close my eyes, breathing in his sweet words. But when I open my eyes and look up at him again, he's backing away across the lawn. But it doesn't matter now. I want to call out to stop him. But just then, a cherry red convertible pulls into his driveway, and my dreams are shattered again. Summer, Vivi, and Briar drive up, honking and waving at Jay. My stomach drops as I see Summer hop out of the back seat in her short cheerleading skirt and throw herself into Jay's arms. My nostrils flare. The hatred I felt for her while trapped inside my locker this morning returns full force. It isn't fair. Jay was mine. I loved him. I gave my virginity to him that night in the pool house, and he gave his to me. But then he suddenly stopped talking to me. And a week later, he was dating Summer Hart. Summer was my best friend, and she stole him from me. My gut roils with growing anger. I'm so caught up in my thoughts. I nearly jump out of my skin when I hear the loud horn blare. I look over and see the convertible in front of my lawn. Briar and Vivi are sitting inside, grinning cruelly. Vivi flips me off. Briar adjusts her ample chest, then leans over the side of the car. You look like sh**. <laughs> Spend your morning stuffed in a locker. They both cackle with delight. I think of Eleanor and silently seethe. Briar looks over to Summer and Jay, then back to me. <laughs> He'll never want you, you know. Not when you look like something I chewed up and spit out. She spits her gum at me, and it lands inches away from my sneaker. My chest rises and falls with measured breaths, anger burning inside me. Let's get out of here before we catch what she has. The car screeches as they speed away, and Jay and Summer head into his house. But I stand there on my lawn, long after they disappear. If only there were something I could do. Some way I could get revenge on Summer and her cruel minions for bullying me all these years. I pause, then press my hand against the pen in my pocket. A grin slowly spreads across my face as an idea takes shape in my mind. Maybe there is something I can do. I run inside my house. Rena! My mom calls out from the kitchen as I bound up the stairs. How was first day of school? I keep running, not stopping to talk. Fine! I yell over my shoulder without turning my head. Did you make new friends? Can't talk now, Mom. Too much homework. I run up to my bedroom and shut the door. My heart is racing. 
being invisible for the past three years, I've heard and seen things that I probably shouldn't have. Everyone's got secrets. Truths they keep hidden, and I'm going to expose them, one by one. I'm going to use my magic locker to take down Summer and her evil friends. When I arrive at school the next morning, the pen is already in my hand. I pass by the cool kids' lockers and glare at Summer, Vivi, and Briar, flirting and laughing with all the jocks. I just smile to myself and walk up to my locker, invisible to all of them as usual. I slip inside and gently shut the door. The glow coming off the walls feels cool on my face. I examine the initials I wrote yesterday, J-A. I meant them to stand for J. Armstrong, but the locker didn't know that because Miss Akins has the same initials. This time, I'll be more specific. I pull the cap off the pen and place it confidently on the wall. A coolness seeps through my fingers as I write out the name of my next victim, Briar Fox. I race to the gym. There's a pep rally this morning, so Briar will definitely be there. And when the bell rings, everyone will be around to hear her secret. It's the perfect setup, because I know she's hiding things. I've seen how she's changed over the years. Not just on the inside, but on the outside, too. I rush in just as the bell rings. My eyes scan the rows of students chatting on the bleachers. Mr. Armstrong steps behind the podium, and the crowd grows quiet. Then I see her. Briar Fox, sitting in the front row, with all the cheerleaders and football players. I enter her line of vision, and her eyes lock with mine. She freezes. Her eyes grow wide. A cold wind sweeps between us. Her plump lips open and her mouth contorts strangely. And her high-pitched voice slices through the auditorium. Summer Hart! Her head turns creepily towards Summer. Last year I snuck into your bedroom and stole your bra so I could make a plaster of your boobs for my boob job. There's a beat of pin drop silence. And then the audience erupts absolutely erupts. Loud gasps and harrowing laughter echo against the dome ceiling. Summer stares at her friend, utterly appalled. Vivi, sitting on Summer's other side, gapes at Briar, her mouth twisted with disgust. The silver pen thrums in my hand, as something I've never felt courses through my veins. Power. I knew Briar had plastic surgery, but this secret is even better than I imagined. I take in the chaos around me, and I can't help the smile that overtakes my face. I feel eyes on me, and when I look up, I see Jay. Our gazes lock, and my heart thumps. His expression is curious, and for some reason I shove the pen back in my pocket. My eyes are then drawn to Marcus and Peter, Jay's two best friends sitting on either side of him. Marcus is grinning maniacally, and Peter is howling with laughter. 
Peter suddenly stands from his seat and yells so everyone can hear. <laughs> Knew they were fake when I felt them, babe. But who cares? They're great boobs. More laughter. Marcus piles on. <laughs> Guess we have Summer to thank for that. I laugh along with everyone else. My gaze sliding back to Briar. She's shaking, literally trembling in her seat. Her eyes are lined with tears, and I see a trail of mascara running down one cheek. My smile grows wider. Karma. Sweet, sweet karma. I stand there, reveling in my victory. But then I feel another pair of eyes on me. A more sinister pair. Vivi. Her gaze is narrowed as she takes in my smile. She stands from her seat and points at me. What are you laughing at, bitch? Talk about someone who could use a boob job. The audience erupts with laughter all over again, and my body freezes with humiliation. Peter, his face still red from laughing, sneers in my direction. <laughs> she should start with a nose job. Oh, yeah, and a hair transplant. Then maybe we could stand to look at her. Vivi and Peter howled together with laughter. I stumble back, a rush sounding in my ears. The laughter seems louder than before, and this time, it's aimed at me. Unprompted, my eyes go to Jay's. He's hissing something at Peter, and then he turns to me, his face full of pity. It's too much. I, I can't bear it. So I turn tail and run out of the gym. I'm so stupid. So, so unbelievably stupid. With quivering hands, I open my locker and shut myself inside. I throw the silver pen to the floor, then put my head in my hands. Tears stream endlessly down my face. My plan backfired. Briar was humiliated, just like I wanted, but in the end, it was me who was put to shame. I glare at her name on the wall. Written in my handwriting, the silver ink is still glowing. But now it feels like a taunt. A soft knock sounds on my locker, and I jump. Raina, are you okay? The sound of his voice sends my pulse into a gallop. For a second, I'm lost for words. The door is suddenly pulled open, and then he's there. His handsome face etched with concern. What are you doing? Ignoring his question, I step out, blinking away the tears in my eyes. I take deep breaths, trying to get my emotions under control. Rena, I'm sorry Peter said that. Embarrassment tightens my throat, and I snap my head up. I look at his face, and years of pent-up anger bubble to the surface. What do you care, Jay? He backs up, stunned at my outburst. I take a step forward. Seriously, what's it to you? You haven't talked to me in three years. I... Just leave me alone. Go back to pretending that I don't exist. You're good at that. His lips tighten, and I see his hands clench into fists at his sides. Yeah, maybe I am. But you gave me no choice. His voice is quiet, but there's heat behind each word. So it's my fault? Is that what you're saying? His eyes flash. 
You know it is. I shake my head, unable to believe what I'm hearing. My fault that the week after we slept together, you started dating my best friend? Jay grits his teeth and his jaw flexes. Aren't you forgetting what happened in between? I throw my hands up. What are you talking about? He takes a step forward, getting all up in my personal space. My heart stutters at his nearness. What you told Summer the night after we slept together? I pause, confused. What do you mean? That you regretted it. That I was awkward and disappointing. And that you never wanted me to touch you again? My mouth drops open, my knees nearly buckling. What? He runs his hands through his hair. <laughs> Summer told me what you said, because she didn't want to see me hurt. She was there for me, comforted me. Jay pauses. And then we fell in love. His eyes flicker with a hint of sadness. I shake my head, my eyes filling with tears again. Jay, I never said any of those things. He sighs. Look, we were young and inexperienced. It was a long time ago. I'm over it. I reach out and put a hand on his arm. He flinches at the contact. Jay, I told Summer that night meant everything to me. I told her you meant everything to me. He shakes his head as if he doesn't quite believe it. Then why did Summer say you hated it? She wouldn't lie to me. I laugh without humor. <laughs> if you believe that, then you don't know her. Because she did lie. He looks away, conflicted. Please tell me you believe me. Deep down, you have to know I wouldn't say those things. He looks at me, and I can only hope he sees the sincerity in my gaze. He scans my face, then his eyes soften. So this whole time, you thought... I thought our night together was amazing. Regret suddenly twists his features. He comes toward me, and I think he's about to reach out to take my hand. But then he stops. The air hangs heavy between us. I steal my nerves and speak what's on my mind. So, what are you going to do, now that you know she lied? He hesitates, but then the look on his face changes. And just like that, the spark between us is gone. He stands up straight and leans away from me. Nothing. Nothing? Summer and I make sense together. I blink at him. Wow. Just... Wow. Summer really has Jay wrapped around her little finger, just like she does everyone else. There's nothing I can do about that right now. I have to bide my time, but I still want him any way I can have him. <sighs> Fine, but can you and I start over? Can we be friends? He smiles that lopsided smile, and my heart warms in my chest at the sight of it. I'd like that. Yo, Jay, where you at? 
Peter comes barreling around the corner and stops abruptly when he sees Jay talking to me. What are you doing? He looks me up and down as if to say, what are you doing talking to this scrub? I cross my arms, glaring at him. Talking to Reyna? What does it look like? Peter arches an eyebrow, clearly befuddled as to why the captain of the football team would be talking to a loser like me. Whatever. Just come back to the rally. If coach sees that you skipped, he'll be pissed. Jay sighs and nods. Then he looks to me and smiles again. My body tingles in response. Pete's right, but talk to you later. I nod and bite my lip, feeling happier than I have in years. Talk to you later. I watch him walk away, ignoring the look Peter gives me. I keep my eyes on the man I love, the man I've loved for years. And with that thought in my head, I reach into my locker and retrieve my silver pen.